0: On stage, On stage, chances sit we're going On On
1: we welcome two-thirds of the women of GOM to the stage of the Phoenix Theatre. GOM is a Paris-based band featuring Betsy Raskoviak, Lauren Tarver, and Hannah Tott. Hannah is unable to join us tonight because she's in France, but we are joined by Betsy and Lauren who have strong roots in the Sonoma County music community. Tonight we'll talk about their music, their adventures, their philosophies, and so much more. Please welcome to the program and back to the North Bay for a limited time, Betsy and Lauren of GOM. It's yeah. hardly been Bonsoir. the same since you left, Bonsoir. <laughs> Bonsoir. So you two have been in France for how long?
2: Um, two years, me, and two and a half years, yeah, me. a little more than two and a half. Yeah. Uh,
1: if you'd like, we can just dive Rounding right in. Through. Um yes, which yeah. would be which would be oh, what hi. led these young women to France? <laughs> it's a yeah. fun
2: story. Oh man. Okay. Ooh, hello. Um, I <clears throat> went there and t- went to Europe in 2012. Was really looking for something really different. Um, i had been in the Bay Area for 24 years, living in San Francisco for seven years, and I didn't want to move to New York or LA. I just needed something really different.
1: And let me just mm-hmm. throw in a, a, a sub question: Is mm-hmm. what was life like right before oh. that move? Oh my
2: god, I like that question! Uh, it's funny because, ironically, I wanted to get out so bad, but then, of course, like the year before I left, things in my life in San Francisco got really great. Mm-hmm. I had my first band. Mm-hmm. And we were playing really fun shows. I have a, My first band was called Warm White. And um, it was pretty short lived, but I felt like at the height of my barrier, like I was in, I don't know, my contributions to the barrier artistically were at its height at that point. Things were shaken. Yeah, I felt really a partisan thing, which is a really hard time to move to a new country where you don't speak the language and no one knows you and you don't know anyone.
1: Because that decision was made during a time when things weren't coalesced. A year and a, a half so before much. that, yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly. And, um, but yeah, so. We, yeah, so long story short, want something different, Paris was my answer.
1: Well, you and I, Lauren, have known each other for a long time. And every once in a while, a very small version of what we're discussing here happens where we talk and I'm like, I need to come visit there. And usually when I say I want to come visit there, it's because I'm not so hot on what's going on in my immediate uh, life. I'm like, I need to plan something to get away so I can like get through this little period. And then things kind of like clear up. And I'm like, "Eh, maybe I don't need to go visit Lauren. Things are pretty cool. I feel like that is a way that people find themselves on these big adventures. They're, they're having like a period, a lull or a need to like shake things up or a, a desire to like accomplish a goal like an adventure. Uh, and then they plan it and then they're like, oh, but things are, are good, which happened to both of you. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. and then and then you're at like this new juncture where it's like, gosh, do I still do this adventure?
3: The great thing about uh, going on to something new like that is it really like, I mean, it's big, it just motivates you. So even though like things weren't just like, Perfect and sunshiny. Well, but,
1: no, and, and um, you don't want to probably share everything. But I mean, <laughs> it was what I would imagine. A move like that is a reset button.
2: Yes. Well, yeah, and it's
1: from relationships, yes. from yes. family, yeah. probably yeah. especially from relationships. <laughs> um, I, yeah,
3: there's well, I, of, I it's a little. originally. It's really easy. Uh, the best way to get over something is to move on to something else. Whether that, whatever that That's one well, way to put it. Absolutely. Before I
4: get the hell it. out of town.
3: Yeah,
2: I felt like I in San Francisco. My thing was that I couldn't grow anymore there. Like, I had hit a growth ceiling, you know? Like, there was no, I mean, around the same people for seven years, and I needed to, like, see more. And my goal in Paris, my first six months there, I actually had a tourist visa, so I just saved enough money that I didn't have to work. And my goal was that I was going to live a monk-like existence and... Do yoga and meditation every day and get back into drawing. I'm really into drawing and, and music and, and start my own musical project. That was my goal. And of course, nothing ended up being as planned. Like that was actually the worst idea ever. Because the first six months in Paris are the hardest. They're not relaxing at all. They're like not tranquil at all. And so the reasons why I end up staying in and Paris. And why is it so hard? If because, you could sum it up quickly. Um the language barrier and the cultural difference.
1: I would Um, imagine also a a lack of a community would probably be. Yeah. And that that was the other shock
2: for me is people didn't, um, you know, I wasn't part of something I wasn't. And I remember feeling like such an outsider. Like my boyfriend brought me to shows and, None of the, you know, I didn't know any of the bands. I didn't know anyone at the shows. I, I, like.
1: I think if we zoom out of this, my my point is this is like a, a, a grand experiment for a reset button. Regardless totally. of whether you're running away from a shitty dynamic or you're running away from, uh, uh, what do you call it, a lack of growth uh, or a stationary period or a period of stasis. Um, I, yeah. I would also yeah. say,
3: now that I'm remembering... Um, that not it's not a reset button but I felt uh, that if I don't do it now I'm gonna get too old and have commitments I left at a time where I didn't have really any commitments I had I, I didn't really have a job I was super committed to. I didn't really have anything, a lease I was signed on to. I wasn't, like, seeing anybody. I wasn't in a relationship, but there was really Same nothing. Same with me. I was waiting and the I was last like, if for I don't, something if, to if hold I, me down, and nothing ended up pulling me Yeah, down and I was like, it. if yeah. I, I got to go now, which I realize now as I'm, like, two years older. I'm like, okay, like, time is not running out. It is, but it's also, like, you have the rest of your life to do things, and you don't think that it's just... you don't do it now it will never happen but that was my mentality from when I was like 15 and wanted to move to New York it was like if you don't do now I'll never do it I mean yeah so it's I mean I'm glad that that motivated me to do it but not so much as a restart button I think I was just like uh, I want to experience this like What better time than now?
1: I think we as human beings uh, calcify in our social situations. I think we grow moss. And then Mm -hmm. I think once those things happen, we don't believe that we have the inertia or momentum necessary. Or we make commitments that make it so we can't do that and constrain us.
3: Or it takes a little more time and effort to kind of break out of that mentality of like, oh, here I am. It just takes some effort to, to,
5: yeah.
4: You know, there's something so calming and soothing to me about moss. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm talking about that more <laughs> i've always i've always
2: enjoyed
4: that some of those little grottos that you find in the yeah. forest in the deep forest and you've got just little drips of water coming out of the hillsides and kind of tumbling down onto these rocks and they're all moss covered and dark and cool and
1: there you go and that's actually, that's actually that's actually like a fascinating difference between you and i very aligned in terms of values i think and the ways we spend our time but i could not live in a grotto like that uh. It would dark. fucking destroy me. Yeah, I Whereas I think you, it would be a <laughs> oh, dream. Oh my God, yeah. Like if the Phoenix were to have to shut down or <laughs> yeah. whatever, it was time to move on, I think yeah. that that would be a, a really ideal thing would for you. From, you yeah, would love it. Yeah, I would. And it would yeah. drive me insane. Yeah, I know. I got to do some things. <laughs> That's true. Got to check some things off yeah. a list. Have you ever had a conversation with a newt? <laughs> no, have you? See? Well, yeah. <laughs> have, Actually, have you? Would you yeah. tell us about it, please? What yeah. the with Yeah, the if you don't mind, yeah. Well,
4: by the it, time I was done, it pretty much confirmed for me that I was absolutely out of my mind.
0: <laughs> do
1: you have some specifics about this conversation? The conversation in <laughs> the newt? Yeah.
4: Uh, it was all about... Uh, Where was it? Oh, gosh. It was, what's that? Where was it? Where was the newt? Ah, the newt. Uh, this was a newt up along the river. Uh, uh, gosh. Uh, let's see. I don't want to go too deep into this. I this do. I want this, you too. This was up in Usal, of all places. And uh, as far as newts go, uh, this was not that long ago um, because newts are disappearing. You, when I was a kid growing up in this town, uh, in my backyard, you could still turn over a rock and find a newt. Really? And uh, there's something so calming about their lifestyle. They do like moisture. They like darker places. They like calm and quiet. And uh,
3: Would you say your spirit animal is a newt?
4: Uh, I, I, <laughs> you know, I would kind of like to. The uh, newt lifestyle. Yeah, the newt lifestyle. <laughs>
1: but what did the newt, what do the newt tell you? Yeah, tell us. Yeah. Calm down. Was that kind of what the new was saying? Yeah, calm
4: down. Yeah. There are some times that uh, when, when I finally find that place that I want to just be and sit, there's still something in me that says, no, I think you're supposed to be doing something else right now. And it says, calm down. Don't yeah. you like it like this? Well, I do kind of like it like that. I mean, it's kind of not bright light. and Don't you just hear that water kind of dripping out of the rocks there? Yeah, I love that sound. Look at the green moss. Oh, my God. It's wet, and if you pet it, it's almost velvet like oh, and it feels so cool and it's so dark in this space oh my god dude man and you're bright red how about that yeah I'm bright red and I think so uh, how, how do you get that way because I find my calm spot and I turn red and it just gets darker and then I get kind of this deep purple and then I write Hendrix tunes
3: You should record wow. this as, and put it out as a meditation YouTube video. Yeah, I'm, I would listen to it.
1: So. We should do a 60-minute session. <laughs> Here's what I'm getting at. It's like, Lauren, I'm Betsy, I don't know you as well. But, Lauren, you are at this point, and I think many of your friends would agree, you are very free-spirited you you're in town right now a lot of people didn't know you were in town and when they heard that you were living in uh, Portugal doing your thing in a quiet beach community called Sagres population 1900 um, yeah, that's where you know what it. they were by the way Sagres is where St Vincent's is this very
4: moment as a matter of fact St Vincent is laying to rest in Sagres this
1: is a piece I'm of information say I you knew should that. know <laughs> but what i'm saying is this um, you are extremely free spirited and it's sort of a trained thing because you have put yourself in uncomfortable positions and made it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I wonder if it, it, it's scary to you or uncomfortable to you to think about maybe in 20 years that you won't be able to just go to Sagres or the possibility of what you may lose by continuing to live a lifestyle where you could go to Sagres at any time.
3: Because
1: um, life is all about trade offs.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I've been very, um, I've been, like, I've been very happy in a, like, a, you know, in one place. I think it's as long as I'm really engaged with what I'm doing. Um, so, like, uh, I mean, like, I, when I went was in university, it was, like, I was really, like, I, I had two years at Berkeley, and I got there, and I was, like, let's go. And I just, like, did everything I could and was, like, so involved and blah, blah, blah. And that's pretty, you know, I was really... I had a lot of commitments and I was pretty stationary and I wasn't thinking about traveling or I had a cat. Like <laughs> I had a boyfriend. Like I was, you know, I was set, I was set um, for the moment. I mean, I knew I was going to graduate and something else was going to come up, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really think about like what I don't really think about. And f- I, I think my life will always involve another place and travel. I don't, I don't get, I'm not afraid of being stationary or being not able to like, you know, go around and, and I, yeah. And I think more than free spirited, I would say I'm just, uh, uh, why not? I don't know. I'm
2: just like determined. <laughs> well, to. I feel like there's also a really big difference between how we felt when we lived in California versus how we felt in Paris. Cause in Cal- oh, when I was living in San Francisco, it was like, I had a rent controlled apartment in lower hate that if I gave it up, it was like right when the tech shit was starting, I was like, I'm never going to come back here. I can't afford to live here if I give up this place. And it was so easy to get comfortable in San Francisco. I've been in France for almost three years and I still feel like I could get up and leave any minute in a way like that's
1: a really important point. We're not comfortable yeah. there the, the pe- way we are here. The people that you are today are so different than the people that you were before you moved so to Europe.
2: I France made me grow up.
4: I was I like, did, you know, but since you've been to Paris and living in Paris. Uh, things are really changing rapidly in that town right now. Okay. As a matter of fact, a lot of history has happened in the last couple of years, and yeah. You've been which living is there,
2: another crazy part.
4: It is a crazy part. And do you, there. do you notice that in, in, in your daily living now? Has that changed the lifestyle?
2: Um, I it's kind of funny because I actually just talked to a girl recently who um lived through 9 yeah. 11. Wow, she was 18 living in Newark for during 9 11. Sorry, and uh she it was funny because to me I asked her I was like how could you live there after that and she said I don't know like I just did and and then she talked to ask me about Paris and she's like how what is it like living there is it different and for me it's like I think it's probably the same thing for her you just can't think about it you have to just go through your everyday life and not think about it or else you'd have to move and it's hard because not to get too deep into that situation but um you know a lot of the things that happen in November. We're right where we hang out and, you know, one of the two places where my boyfriend's work, he walks by them every day. It's a reminder every single day. But you just, you have to live your life. I mean, I think about it sometimes, but...
1: You charge forth is what I'm getting at. It seems like this this experiment, this grand experiment going to Europe has caused you to develop philosophy where you just drive forward. Because that's the only thing you can do.
4: And here, the two of you are in a band. There's three of you in a band.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, and, Mm -hmm. and the first thing I thought when I heard you were living in Paris and Portugal... In a band, are you guys playing in Europe?
2: Yeah, yeah. we played three shows so yeah. far. Yeah, but it's different. Like, yeah. there's so many show opportunities in the Bay Area, and it's always like, "Oh, I'm having a backyard show tomorrow. Can you guys jump on the bill?" And it's not like that in Paris. We've played three shows in like six months, I think. The mu like
3: in the music community and scene there um, isn't as robust as one even in Sonoma County, and you yeah you could you know
0: but I will
2: argue I've always thought I've always had a thing about Paris where like you know you have to turn it into the positive like when I moved I was a little disappointed in certain parts of the music scene and like how there wasn't as many shows frequency of shows and you know I didn't see a lot of post-punk bands and I and then I was like wait this is great like I feel like in Paris you can still be punk mm-hmm. because the culture there of like bourgeoisness and like just the thick Parisian culture is it's so thick and people who are playing punk music there are like really a subculture. It's not like when you're in Sonoma and like every, or in San Francisco and everyone knows in a band or knows someone in a band. Everyone's an artist in Paris it is unique to be in a band and it's unique to be an artist because you have to work for it because there's no practice spaces. You have to work to be in a band there really hard.
1: Here's the takeaway from the GOM experience. <laughs> you can be whoever you want to be in this world.
3: Exactly. I was, yes. I was thinking about this earlier, uh, about how, you know, I think, uh, when people are like, Oh, what? like I've, I've just been telling people I live in Europe cause it's less, it's easier to explain. Um, but, uh, you, uh, you can, you, you construct your own life. Like literally, you know, you make, you make what, what you are. That's what I b- believe to a certain extent, some extent that's. You can go deeper into that, but also, but you can dis you know, you're the architecture of your own life as well. Like you can say what you what's good and bad and wrong and right, and as small as like you know where you spend your money on travel or on a house or um, how you judge what's, what's fulfilling or not. That's what I think.
1: That's true. You, you decide whether you move to a faraway place. You decide who you surround yourself with. You decide against all odds to form a band with friends and pursue it. You decide all those things, and you have shown that here tonight. Find your grotto. Find your grotto. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you can do those things, you'll be doing, uh, you'll be doing all right. Um, thank you both for joining yes. us so much thank tonight. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. guys.
4: If you guys have it, uh, get a wild hair, and you want to get out there, I say jump a plane and go see Gomme in Paris. <gasps>
2: Yeah. yeah
1: so best of luck in, in the travels I know it's unpredictable what's going to happen but that's kind yeah. of the whole point and it's exciting and it'll be really cool to see where this music goes but more, kind of more excitingly like where your lives go because you're, you're in these, these places that so many of us aren't in and it's a big adventure so good luck with that and everybody else stick around because GOM okay. is yeah. up next so thank you again so Woo. much for joining us tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you yeah. <laughs>